Hi, I am Nicole J. Georges. I am a queer, feminist, vegan cartoonist, teacher, and advice columnist living in Portland, Oregon with my half-blind chihuahua, Ponyo Georges. <coughs> Welcome to our podcast, Sagittarian Matters. Sagittarian Matters. Sagittarian Matters. What's the Today on Sagittarian Matters, I chat with my senior citizen friend, B. Neal. Then, a best of episode with highlights from Dame Darcy, Eileen Miles, and Ian Mackay. Stay tuned. Hi, listeners. We have a best of episode today because I'm in the trenches of finishing a book and getting ready to head to Los Angeles for the winter. But first, a short talk with my friend, B. Neal. B. Neal is a 76-year-old woman I met at the Marie Smith Day Center in North Portland. I've been visiting the center for 10 years this October and producing comics, zines, and a book about my time with the seniors there called Tell It Like It Is. I talked to B. shortly before her departure from Portland. She's moving to Florida next week, and we are both sad about it. If you want more of B, you can order our book at my Etsy page, Spinster Summer. In the meantime, please enjoy this talk with B. Neal. You like Golden Girls? Mm. Who's your favorite Golden Girl? Well, I like Blanche. No, uh, Rose. You like Rose? <laughs> and Blanche. Blanche. Yeah. <laughs> Blanche always, she, 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 I don't know, she's so, she's men. Yeah. And St. Olaf. St. Olaf. Man of St. Olaf? <laughs> uh, no, uh, that, that's Rose. That's Rose. Uh, uh, everything happens in St. Olaf. Mm-hmm. She tells some of the stupidest things, you know, happen in St. Olaf. I like the Golden Girls. I, everyone tells me I'm like Sophia. All my friends think if I had to choose one, they would say I was like Sophia. So I like her. I don't even think I move like Sophia. <laughs> I was watching her run around mm-hmm. an episode, and I was like, I see that. I wonder what, what, what the hell she carried that purse around all the time. What she got in it? I don't know, but I... <laughs> I never seen her pull nothing out of it. No. I think maybe uh, maybe that's like an old world scarcity thing. Like she has the last of her money in her purse, and so she's swirling it around. Why? Because her, her and Dorothy can't get, she, she don't get Dorothy none of it. No. Do you like Dorothy? Yeah, Dorothy's okay. One time I asked you about the Golden Girls, you said Blanche was a slut. She is. That's true. But she's, yeah, she's, she's proud of it. She's like, great, mm-hmm. let me tell you guys some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the Golden Girls. I've been watching it again lately. I thought it was pretty good. Do you remember the episode where Rose brought home a chicken that could play the piano? Mm-hmm. I liked that episode a lot. And I think somebody cooked it at the end. Yeah. I didn't like that part. I've been watching Golden Girls for a long time, you know. Well, this is what's going to happen when you go I to mean, Florida. They're funny. They're funny. You're going to have your own Golden Girls posse in Florida. Except, and Sophia, she's, she's a funny one. She is funny. She is funny. You're going to be the Sophia of your new group of friends. Where did I get that first meet him? All right. An alligator, a flamingo. I like flamingos. You do? Oh, great. They're pretty. They're pretty. You'll see actual flamingos there, which is weird. Lacey's other question was, how did you get so cool? Who said I was cool? My friend who has read our book that you're in. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm so cool. You don't? I just be me. Yeah. And that's cool? Yeah. 
Do you want me to get you water? Do you want me to get you water? No. Okay. Are you? Do you think of yourself as cool? No. How could you be cooler? I don't know. I only think myself as cool. She thinks you're cool. Who is she? My friend Lacey. Who is Lacey? Your friend. Just my friend. <laughs> she's pretty cool. Good. She's a, a she's vegetarian and she's a weightlifter. Well, I know you're not. Can you get? To, how do you get to be a vegetarian? You just don't want to eat animals. I like to eat animals. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, when when it cooked. Yeah. What if I just let a pig in here on a rope? You just let a pig, pig I, in here on the rope. If I just had a pig and it came in on a leash. You know, I saw on TV a, a person was walking down the, walking down the sidewalk with, with a pig on a leash. Yeah, but so I would I would want to pet it, but would you be able, would you want to kill it? Well. I don't know. My father used to knock pigs in the head. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Chickens? He killed, he wring their necks. Uh, did you live on a farm? <laughs> nope. Where did he get these farm animals? We lived in Houston. Yeah. But it wasn't on no farm. Then where did he get the farm animals? The chickens? Yeah. I don't know. Just went somewhere and got them. But you were like in an apartment? just. <laughs> no, we lived in a house. Oh. Lived in a house. H O U S E house. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. What do you think about the way Portland is changing? Oh, well, it has changed a lot. Yeah. Does it, do you care? Does it make you upset? Nope. I think it's, it has changed for the better. Mm hmm. What do you like that there's more of now that there wasn't then? More of what? I don't know. Is there anything you like about Portland now? I just like Portland, period. I mean, I just like, I just like Portland. Yeah. What do you like about it? Don't ask me what I like about it. I just like Portland. Here's what I like. The trees. That we're surrounded by trees. You can see the mountains on a nice day. It's pretty clear. The air feels nice. Yeah. People are pretty nice. Portland is, Portland is a nice place. Yeah. Is there anything you want to see or do before you go? Nope. Seen it all, done it all. Maybe. Is there anything you wanted to do that you didn't get to do? Mm, right now, I can't say. Mm. I have to say, it might be nice to be in Florida for the winter and be warm. Because I did a lot of things. Yeah. That I'm not that I'm not sorry for. One thing I say I'm sorry for is I was staying in the streets all the time. Why would you say you're sorry for that? Well, I thought I was out there having fun. I was out there killing myself. <laughs> you mean by doing what? Just staying in the streets. By, like, drinking and hanging out with men? No, just hanging out in the streets. Yeah. So you mean, like, staying out late, drinking, dancing, staying up late, smoking? Yeah. I don't smoke, no, weed. I smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Well, now that weed's legal, you have to specify. <laughs> I don't care if it was legal or illegal. I didn't. I didn't smoke it. Yeah. I tried and I got paranoid and I said, "This is not for me." Yeah, that's not fun. Uh, so I you, need, I need nothing to make me crazier than what I was. Me neither. I guess I don't like that it makes me kind of dumb. No, it made me paranoid. I don't like the feeling of being dumb and not being able to snap out of it. So your regret would be that you stayed out in the streets. 
And I felt like you were killing yourself. Yeah, I was. I mean, like your body or what? Just, you know, just stand up, just stand up, stand up late every night and everything, you know. Think you're having fun, but you're not having fun, you're just killing yourself, you know. I wasn't missing nothing. Mm-mm. Same, if go out one night, same thing happened the next night. Happened every night, you were not missing nothing. Mm-mm. What would you do instead? Stay home with the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Would you ever want people to send you fan mail? Yeah. Okay. If they like your pages in the book? Mm-hmm. Do you have any questions for me? No, because this will be your last time seeing me. I'm going to see you on Friday. Oh, you can come back Friday? Yeah. Oh, okay. This is my last time recording you, you unless we Skype or I go visit you in Florida. Oh, you can come back Florida. Okay. I'll let you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're you. welcome. I'll get your phone number or your info from Allison or somebody. And then you can give me some tanning tips. Tanning tips? Tanning tips. Why do you want to get tan? I don't really want to get tan. Why do you want to be my color? Oh, because it's great. <laughs> you know what? I don't... I don't understand. I never have understood why white people ridicule us because we're black. But then they lay out in the sun and get roast <laughs> to get like us. Oh, yeah. Why? Because they don't feel like they have a culture. They, I don't know. They're stupid. Because they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they're stupid. I'm serious. They are stupid. That's a good point. They, lay, they, 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 they talk about us because we're black. Yeah. Then they lay out in the sun to, get, to try to get like us. Yeah. They're stupid. That is stupid. So why talk about us? I don't know. Good point. Because they know we're beautiful. Yeah, because they know you're beautiful. Because they know black is beautiful. Right. And they're trying to get beautiful like Because they're jealous. <laughs> what? <laughs> I go strut in front of them. You know, I'm beautiful. <laughs> they saw you walking down the street back and forth. And they were like, dang. You know? <laughs> But it's true. They'll steal. They'll steal black hairstyles. They'll steal black culture, music. Yeah. Fashion. Yeah. Whatever. They'll just steal it. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. They white people have been doing that. And they come with they we we we, we have songs and things. They come out with our songs, you know, try to get you know try to dance like us and everything. But then they still radical us. Yeah. Why? Cause Your people are stupid. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, you know, but it's okay. I'm telling you, I I don't disagree with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm serious. It's it's stupid, you know. It is stupid. It's stupid. And it's unfair. They 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 talk about us. Oh, that old black so and so so and so. But then they lie the sun and try to get like us. Yeah. So you're like, what's your problem? They stupid. They're stupid. All y'all stupid. Even me? <laughs> no, I'm not. I know. Maybe I, it's okay. I could be a little bit stupid. <laughs> That's fine. Probably. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna walk over you. Thank you. But the rest of y'all is stupid. Okay, I'll pass the message along. <laughs> what should they do? I don't know. Quit laying out in the sun. To get, they lay out in the sun to get to get to get like a. They get you know. They get end up in the hospital. And everything. Skin cancer for for, for skin cancer trying to get black like me. Mm-hmm. God gave me my beauty. Mm-hmm. 
and you're trying to get beautiful like me. Why? Don't you like me? Like if they like you, they should just let you be you? I was born, I was born beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to always be me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be beautiful the day I die. That's true. I'm glad I got to meet you here in your beautiful. peak beauty. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> it's been so cool being here because also being here when we had a black president. Yeah, you know what? I live to see this. I didn't think I would ever see. I didn't think I would ever see a black president. You didn't. How did you feel when he got elected? I loved it. I loved it. Me too. And now we're about to get a, a woman. Yeah. Knock on wood. Let's hope she get it. Cause we don't need Donald Trump. Cause he 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 looks stupid. He does look stupid. I like joking with you that you're voting for Trump because he's so handsome. <laughs> I'm doing what? I like joking with you that you're voting for him. Because he's so handsome. He's giving me a mean look right now. <laughs> Shaking her head. <laughs> you're not voting for Donald Trump. No way. He looks like, look stupid. Well, we should wrap this up. Any other tips? I don't know. For any. For me. For my listeners, for Portland, for white people. White people are stupid. Mm-hmm. Especially the ones that went to college. Mm-hmm. Them, them are the stupidest ones, the ones that went to college. Oh, I went to, I went to, I went to college. What you went to, went to college get stupider than what you are? <laughs> I, I, went, I went past the college, but I didn't go in. <laughs> you either... <laughs> So that's your advice for white people? What? You're stupid? Quit being stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Quit that- being stupid. That's pretty good. Well, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks for being on my radio show. And for being in the book. And if we do another issue, we'll send it to you in Florida. And I'm serious that Lisa and I might come visit you. Okay. That'd be nice to see you. This is a threat. Huh? That'd be nice to see you. It would be nice to see you, too. Because, uh... Yeah, I don't know. And then I'll take Lisa to go swimming with manatees. Yeah, I would love to see that. That I want to see. You want to see that? That's what that, that I want to see. You can see us swimming with manatees. You can point. Swim next to that one. Swim next to that one. Get that one right there. That, that's a big one right there. Get, get it. <laughs> we can maybe get some mouse ears. I'm totally thinking we could stay in a cool hotel and get a rental car or something. Come cruise by, see you, have lunch, walk around, see your new place, taunt some alligators. Do what? Taunt some alligator, like tease some alligators. Stand on the edge of some water. Why do you want to do that? I don't know. I just imagine us. You're stupid too. Maybe. It's possible. Hey everyone, this is producer Chris. For this week I chose this clip from cartoonist Dame Darcy. Nicole interviewed Darcy while she was actively working at a haunted house to promote her new book, The Meat Cake Bible. I found out about meat cake first or roller derby first. Or maybe oh, really? You're one of those people. I'm a person who heard about Ben is dead 
And oh my we, god, I love that. And they're what they put out is. But you're the, so young. Why do you know about these things? I don't know. I'm 30, 35. So I was a teenager. And oh, you were a little teen then. I was a teen then, and I, you know, Aww. I met Darby from Ben is Dead. She came to Kansas for a zine conference. She's amazing. And she gave me the zine socially fucking retarded that um, had. Now it's great. I love that zine. And all those people going on tour together, and I was like, "What zinesters can go on tour? That's incredible." Uh huh. And then I read Roller Derby, and I loved Meat Cake. I loved all those things at the same time. Uh, I know. I, you know what I love? I love that uh, teenagers of multiple generations grow up and turn into awesome adult ladies like you that propagate things and make them even better for all of us. Yes. I may, it makes me feel like it's worthwhile sometimes. Uh, mm-hmm. You know? No, it's tough. It's a, it's a battle every day. It's an art battle. Art is war. Really? Oh, yeah. Do you... So, I met you in person. You came to the Center for Cartoon Studies and talked to Steve's class, and then we ate uh, Korean food. Yeah, that was fun. That was I totally fun. Steve. And you were talking about how you do, like, a million different things, but you were talking about how everything you do is to sell more comics or to promote your comics. Yeah. Is that true? Yes. Will you tell me some of the things you do? Well, um... Right now, we're booking an international tour, um, and the dates are going to be posted all over. I have to, like, keep this door open, and by the way, if they escape, I have to stop the interview and, um, Who? and, take, and take photos of them. Okay. Who are they? They're the, uh, the people who are now locked in the room that I've terrorized and then locked into the room. Okay. So they're, they've been properly terrorized and have been in the room now for about 15 minutes how long do they stay in the room they might stay for an hour oh hopefully hopefully they aren't smart enough to get out so is it like a room where they have to try and riddle their way out of it yeah it's like a live action clue game and then meanwhile i terrorize them wait i'll show you let me just show you how i terrorize them it's really funny okay and you're in georgia right now yeah, this is our hallway. Uh-huh. Haunted hallway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she just beat on the door that these people are on the other side of and started screaming. <laughs> Life is pretty fun. This is funny. <laughs> that is surprising. Um, yeah. Also, I think these people are, I think these people are Mormon. Oh. So, um, when I, my boyfriend is, uh, Jalal Pleasant and he's a artist too. And he does experimental, um, uh, videos and, and also is this, you know, he's a graphic designer and blah, blah, all this stuff. Right. Yeah. And he's, um, he's mixed race, so he looks black. And he dropped me off on his Vespa scooter from the 70s that's very loud because he fixes it. And then he took off, and I, like, kissed him goodbye and stuff, then he took off, right? So these people were waiting on the porch when that happened because I didn't know we were gonna be, they were going to be that early. Yeah. 
And then they mentioned something about it. They were like, that was a very interesting chauffeur you had. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, driving this crazy. <laughs> Did you have that in your pocket ready to say? No, but, you know, <laughs> oh it, is like <laughs> it is like that. Eileen Miles is a poet and a lesbian. She is from New York, and her books I Must Be Living Twice and Chelsea Girls came out last year, and I Must Be Living Twice is now out in paperback. We hope that you enjoy this clip where she gives some advice about being lesbian to a caller named Svetlana, I think. Hello, my name is Svetlana. I'm calling from previous former Soviet Republic of Latvia. And my question is... We don't have lesbian here in this country. Uh, we have the word lesbian, but uh, it's illegal for the most part to be lesbian, and so I have only been lesbian uh, one to two times uh, with a friend of mine who also is lesbian. But uh, I know that Miss Miles, you um, have um, been lesbian many times, and uh, my question is how do you keep all of the vagina straight in your mind? Uh, how do you not confuse. What is the difference between, uh, how can I say, how do I say, uh, you've seen a lot of vagina, are they like snowflake? I love that Svetlana's diving right in to the vagina. Svetlana wants to know, how do you, my only question is, how do you keep all the vagina straight in your mind? Right, no, that that I heard. What's the difference, uh, are they like a snowflake? That's right, right, right. Yeah, they are a snowflake, but I have to say, even just when I thought about, when I talked about your particular gestalt and I said that there was all this kind of, whatever kind of energy was lapping around, I feel like once you start like courting the vaginas, I mean, they're all different, of course, but they're in a way you're sort of living in a different space, which is being in and with one big hovering vagina in a way, whether it be your own or a projected one onto another or, um, and I said maybe, but I mean, Svetlana has brought up a difficult word, which is the, the vagina. It's sort of like this, the question, it's a very strange question. Is the vagina going, is the vagina passe, right? Are we post vagina, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, how can I answer that questions? I mean, because I think I loved, I loved how Svetlana put it. It was sort of like, um, that, that, one to two times she had she 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 had been lesbian you know and um many times been i had many times been lesbian you know which i thought i mean i think she's got talking into a reality and i think the vagina magically flips one who considers oneself a lesbian or queer but queer with the female body or you know and so on flips one into the new space which is a radic i think a radically different space um but i think but i think we are we are in very interesting territory now because i think the word vagina is very triggering i think for trans women there's just to say the literal vagina i think svetlana may not have um been in in and around this kind of verbal um quandary which we find ourselves in. In fact, I would say the verbal quandary might be the new vagina. And I think that is something we need to all kind of consider that trans women, and um, I hesitate to call myself a cis woman. I mean, I feel like 
There's, I'd like to call myself a lot of different things, but but so cis woman somehow doesn't seem like the one that, and I can't speak for um, Svetlana, but I feel like I think falling into a bigger theoretical vagina might be something that all female identified people need to be willing to take on. We can't be, I don't think anybody can be anti the vagina because, well, just put it this way, none of us got here through any other door. So you can't hate you can't hate where you came from, you know. But what do you do with it afterwards? Whether you have one or not have one, does that make you female or not female? I mean, I don't privilege the vagina over trans women, but I think the theoretical space that that began with the vagina has to be allowed and and can't be. I don't think we can have contempt for the vagina. But but to back to Svetlana, I want to say they're not the same. But you start to be in all of them all the time, and that's the new that's the new realm. You like know, you linguistic. Think about them all the time. What's that? Like they're with you all the time? Are you? Yeah, it's sort of like they're both with you in your head, and you're sort of physically somehow in them with your body. It's sort of like when one confronts a vagina for the first time, you either go, you can't go there, or you dive in in some way and once you've crossed that i think once you've crossed that threshold you don't cross back you know you're forever changed <laughs> i think that's true i mean they they are i have to say they they are like s- snowflakes i don't know svetlana I, I, well you like that's that's your poetry that's she must snowflake. be quite a poet that she said are they like snowflakes um <laughs> did she say that yes she said I are said they it. like snowflakes <laughs> oh god she oh my god she's like she should. I hope she meets the other Mrs. What was her name? Randy. If Randy and Svetlana <laughs> met, I, I, I feel I feel lightning. I, I feel sparks. Sp- yeah, cold <laughs> sparks. I was over the moon to get to interview Ian Mackay this summer for the podcast. He's a punk. He's a radical dude, an artist, and a businessman. His music and his words supported me through high school and continue as I perform in a minor threat cover band called Minor Treat. In this clip, Ian reveals the secret to a satisfying artistic life. And I've thought about his phrase, joy was the point, ever since. Please enjoy my pick for the best of Ian Mackay. You Uh, have to go. Yeah, I should go, but we we can continue. Yeah, uh, you should go, but do you have last minute um, advice for young artists or people musicians musicians or artists coming up i mean i will give you my st- i have a standard piece of advice for all people all about, people for all things yeah of course okay which is and this goes to artists and musicians and podcasters <laughs> um that whatever someone endeavors whatever you want to do um to love it to really fucking love it um, because that way should you not reach a place of which feels whatever your one's definition of success is with your whatever your form and discipline or art is um, and you were not successful by whatever measure that means you will have at least spent your time doing something you loved it seems so straightforward to me <laughs> and obvious you know that you that you should love what you do. Um, and if you don't love it, then you're speculating and you should do something else. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, music is, 
there's no question about it. I'm going to play it whether people listen or not. Um, and even talking. Like, I love this. I love to talk. Um, and sometimes I do, you know, I'll do it. I've done so many interviews in my life. I've done so much of these things, so many of these things. And sometimes I think, like, God damn, I've done a lot of time just blathering on. But I realize, but I fucking loved it. I spent my time doing something I loved. <sighs> I feel like that's so, it's so nice. <laughs> That's it's such, true. That's such a nice way to look at life. It's, just, it's, it's a truth. For me, it's the truth. You know, this is the way I, I feel like we should. It's joy bringing, you know, that's the idea. Yeah. That's what music and all this to me is supposed to be like we, we, diff, we engage in difficult subjects. We engage in, um, you know, sometimes we deal with harsh situations. But the point was joy, right? Like we can, we, we, we are critical because we want life to be better. So live better. Start with that. Start with living better. Start with like being critical, but not being filled with hatred. You know, start with not wallowing in bitterness. Like start with being happy. And then speaking from a point of view of like concern, like, this is not like, I mean, I hope you can hear like when I talk about people, like I'm not mad at people. I just talking, you know, I get mad. I say shit about industry, but I even said like, I'm not mad. I get it. I'm not against, I just get mad at the industry. I feel like they make people feel bad. I'm critical of those industries. And even the situation, like talking stuff, like I don't hate, I don't think it's wrong. I just, I just feel weird about it, but it's not, I'm not bitter about it at all. And, you know, I think that, um, that's a good place to start from is getting rid of bitterness and just being like think about try to think about the joy of life mm-hmm. that's sort of um, it seems like a better way to spend your time one's time not your time or your time is it, gratitude the antidote to bitterness or an a way a way out of it a way of look, seeing out of it Maybe gratitude is it's slightly for some reason it strikes me as a slightly loaded. I mean, I like the term gratitude, but it's a little bit. It has a a little bit of a. I'm not sure if it's necessary to even be. I mean, yes, I guess one should be grateful. I guess, but I don't or, know. But or then, just like appreciative of your like oh well, like I get to live in this body now, I'm yes, indoors. Yes, it's actually it's beautiful. Not, right or, again, if people. If someone feels like they're angry about something, what is the point of the anger? If the anger is that they're, they want to be happy, then they should start with start with that. Like try to think about not being happy, like goofy, like whatever, but just more in, in terms of trying to be thoughtful, not trying to, I guess, really not trying to add to the unhappiness. That's the main thing. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton, with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.